Welcome to BNB Books and Banter, a podcast where we are currently reading through Brandon Sanderson's Stormlight Archive. This is Linda. And I'm Sarah. We are currently reading the second book, Words of Radiance. And in this chapter, we learn more about the past. We are in chapter four, Taker of Secrets. Who do you think this title is referring to? Honestly, I think it's Navani. I think so, too. There's no one else really in the chapter would fit. I would originally say Dalinar, because he's the one who's revealing the secrets. But realistically, he wouldn't do that without the support of Navani. Mm -hmm. So really, she's the one who's providing the structure required for all of the two. She's also writing down everything he is saying. She's actually taking yeah. the notes. Mm-hmm. And analyzing. Mm-hmm. Let's basically give some context here. So Dalinar is in a vision at the start of this, and he is basically describing what he's seeing as the vision is going on. It's a bit different to how he has gone through his visions in the past. Normally he just like stays immersed in the vision. Like he knows he's having one, but he's trying to argue or get more information out of it. This time he's trying to communicate back outside of the vision. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of crazy because it's so suited for Navani and most likely Jasna as well, because it turns out he's speaking multiple languages as he's trying to describe what's happened or what is happening in the vision. Yes. Somebody without a scholarly background or at least an interest in languages wouldn't be able to capture all his descriptions and his experience like so accurately. Mm. Navani actually comments on the fact that he's speaking an ancient version of a language which she's very rusty on. Right. And she just hopes that she's managed to convey the meaning correctly enough for someone else to translate it. I'm like, how many languages does Navani know? <laughs> to me, the more scholarly one and the one who would have the, is more likely to know different languages for just the pursuit of knowledge would be Jasna. Mm -hmm. So to me, the fact that Navani knows so many languages, maybe, and I'm throwing it out there, is related to the fact that she's queen and she was she had some type of role and some type of power that requires her to interact with other countries mm -hmm. and therefore maybe pick up the need for other languages yeah very possible i know we've kind of skipped ahead but do you want to talk about the quote because the quote refers to the next clue came on the walls mm-hmm Spoiler, the end of the chapter is showing what she's talking about. I think it's the first time we've had her her quotes directly reference something in the chapter. Do you think that means all the quotes we've talked about previous were happening almost concurrent to the events then? Yeah. Because before we were like, oh, well, she's in the future. Yes, but the thing is, we didn't know because we weren't seeing any of what she was saying in the chapter yeah so it made sense that it would be something in the future but this this seems like it's happening right now this is her diaries of 
right now. Yeah, it's interesting. So while all of this is going on in the chapters, Navani's also documenting strange goings on or noticing strange goings on. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, her journal, she is writing her journal in the future, reflecting on what happened in the past, but the past is right now. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about the writing? Since we're talking about it, let's skip to the writing. Yeah, basically, Dalinar finds scratched into the wall of his room glyphs and what it says is 62 days death follows mm-hmm. i think it's definitely a reference back to all of his visions as in his visions are trying to make him do something right he's not doing it quickly enough for whoever's giving these visions so they're like more insistent in the messaging going Something bad's happening. Something bad's gonna happen. <laughs> you need to do something. Right. But Dalinar thinks he knows what the 62 days is referring to. Mm, he thinks it's referring to the Everstorm. But you're saying it... Well, he believes, like, a desolation is coming? We all agree with that. But mm. for it to be pinpointed down to a day, though? Yeah, that's very precise. I know that there's there's nothing like this in the chapter. I think it could be something like a spren. We see the capabilities of spren here in this chapter. We know what Sil is like. We know Shalon now has a spren. Jasna has a spren. But for the spren to be as precise, de- developed enough mm. and invested enough in what's happening requires a person. Yes. So are you implying that it is a duo that left this message for him? Yes. But obviously, like the whole end of the chapter is how did somebody get into the room to carve the the glyphs? So that's why I'm saying a spren probably carved it, but under the influence of someone else. It's possible. Mm. Do we know if spren can read? How would the spren know exactly what to carve? Well, the thing is, as the... What's her name? Rushu. Rushu. Whoever did this is not practiced with drawing glyphs. It's not somebody who is very skilled in this at all. So, like, we know Sil can interact with actual physical objects. Right. It's possible somebody showed the spren what it needed to look like, and the spren can copy it. I would counter that, because if this is more about the handwriting Mm. it sounds like the person who did it according to this whoever did this is not practiced with drawing glyphs Mm -hmm. that to me implies it's a person because if we'd go with the spren idea so the spren would have received a drawing Mm -hmm. or would have received the glyph and to them it'd be like duplicate this drawing Mm -hmm. so it wouldn't be like shaky or whatever they would just it'd be there's a confidence in duplicating a pattern mm-hmm. versus writing when you aren't practiced with writing. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. No, it does. I actually think it's a person and not a sprint. How do they get into the room and not disturb Dalinar or be discovered by any of the guards? That is the question. He woke up to discover this message. 
maybe that's part of why the glyphs look so wonky and scratch. Mm. So it must be really, really slowly done. So maybe the person who did it was super nervous about Dalinar waking up. Mm. It is possible. We were discussing too who would want to send this message to Dalinar. Mm-hmm. The same person sending him the visions. But how do we know his visions were being sent? Well, he's getting them from somewhere. He's getting them from somewhere, but I don't think it's a conscious choice. I'm still suspicious. I think Tarvangian may have also received not necessarily the same set of visions that Dalinar has, but he clearly got information from somewhere. Mm. I am kind of still running with the theory that multiple people have received a set of vision, like this set of visions, or there are multiple sets of visions out there trying to convey the same message that are being received by different people. That's very possible. I'm questioning whether it's really targeted to just Dalinar. Well, at the moment we know that Dalinar is getting them at least. We don't know of anyone else getting these kinds of visions. Right. Also, based on just this message, Kaladin thinks he's failed Mm -hmm. because it sounds like a death threat. Yes. It potentially could be a death threat. We're just so caught up in his visions right now that we think it could potentially be the Everstorm. That's a very specific day Mm. for the start of a desolation. Yeah. It's like, who would know that it's coming in exactly that time? Like, what are the signs for that? Agree with our knee-jerk reaction of thinking this message is related to Mm -hmm. the desolations. But I do need to point out that it could potentially be other reasons. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But then why would you give uh, Dalinar such notice on the death threat? Like To distract him. (laughs) (laughs) So you're lying in those glyphs. Okay. I mean, just because you put something into glyphs doesn't mean it has to be the truth. True. Very true. Anyways, we could definitely create way more conspiracy theories around the message and what it means. So, <laughs> <laughs> Although, if we do run with a death threat scenario, I would put... <laughs> We're back to Terabangian. He did put a hit out on Dalinar using Zeth. That's very true. So maybe Zeth is the one who is trying to carve a warning. I'm going to hit you in. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's the special request on our death is that he gets warned about it. I mean, there were very specific scenarios set up for all of the other hits. Mm. Very specific conditions. Who's to say that this is not one of them? Mm. Very true. Okay, I'm done with conspiracies. I just like blew my own mind. <laughs> <laughs> blew my own mind again. <laughs> this is what happens. We stumble on Potentially one conspiracy theory. I can't let it go. Now I'm just just seeing him everywhere. It's like Sadeus all over again. <laughs> but with Tarangian, and I don't, I don't know if he's a bad guy or a good guy. I don't know what's happening. Oh yeah, I thought he was pretty bad considering what he uses his hospitals for. Yes, I forgot about that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was one of those, like, I'm so caught up on what he's trying to do politically. Yeah, you ignore the, the, re- the 
reality of his rule at the moment. Technically, people go to Carbranth because of is pretty much free healthcare, of having all those hospitals available and offering to treat the best medical knowledge. My brain is telling me that they offer services to those who are unfortunate and probably wouldn't have gotten care otherwise. Yeah. I'm not saying that what he's doing in the basement is acceptable, but there are people who have benefited from the situation. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a difference, not that it justifies it, but which one came first? Did he intentionally set up the care hoping to attract the people who would be forgotten or unnoticed by society if they went missing for him to do whatever it is he's trying to do? Or did he start this and then it just became convenient for him to get the information he needed? Hmm. What is it when he set it up, did they start realizing people were having these kinds of episodes just before they died? Mm -hmm. Because they would have had a lot more sick people. In a confined space. Yeah, they would have seen a lot more death. And would have noticed it. It's not everybody who dies who does it, so. Could it have been that the physicians or, you know, the support staff noticed and then started documenting the frequency and said, hey. There's something happening here. Right. And then it became more of a fascination. Mm. Chicken and egg scenario, which came first. We're kind of getting a little bit off the chapter here. Sorry. Sorry. Back. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to talk about the vision at all? Because it's in the pure lake and the pure lake's really interesting. I was actually going to point out that the fortress that Dalinar saw, Mm. he thinks it was potentially made from obsidian and that it could have been soul casted. Mm. Like the entirety of the fortress. Have we seen soul casting on that big of a level? No. A lot of the buildings, the main building structures in the Shattered Plains are soul casted, but nothing to that kind of scale. It's a peaked castle-like structure. Right. Like This is huge. And he thinks somebody has soul cast this place. Mm-hmm. That's that's really impressive. Yeah, it's a scale and there's like an attention to detail too, right? Mm-hmm. It's saying it's created entirely from obsidian, fin-like sides, towers like arrowheads, and he's saying it's majestic. Mm-hmm. It's not just that it's functional for what it is. Yes, it has style and feature. Yeah, there's architecture to it. There's There's thought that has been put into this whole structure. Mm. Again, we don't know too much about soul casting, but I can't imagine that this one up and one go. No. It's an investment. And it doesn't exist now in the Pure Lake. Something also took it down. But we haven't seen a building or walls or anything be constructed. We don't know what that looks like. That's what I was wondering. I'm like, how? what would it take to do an entire building out of obsidian? Mm. And why obsidian? Yeah. You have so many building materials to choose from. Why? Like that was a deliberate choice, Jet Blackstone. 
Yes. Against the Pure Lake, which is pure, clear water. Also interesting is the uh, Shard Bearer. Yes. The early interaction is Dalinar in his vision sees the knight speaking with nobody, but clearly he's talking to somebody. Right. So then my question is, can they see each other Bren? Or is it just that Dalinar himself can't see the thread? I would say Dalinar can't see the Spren because Dalinar can't... Dalinar doesn't see Sil. But we know Sil can be seen by some other people. Some of the men in Bridge 4 can see Sil. Well, Rock never had an issue. Mm. I think it depends on the person. At some point, Sil decides she wants to be seen, right? Mm -hmm. Therefore, Thor can see her. But it sounded like Rock could see her from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd be interested to know if it's if that's just it. It's whomever the Spren decides to reveal themselves to. Mm -hmm. You just ha also happen to have people who could more aware and can see them regardless of what the Spren chooses. Yes. As well, Shalon sees Jasna's Spren, but only in like the previous chapter. Right. And that's because, like, she herself has started to see her own spren. Mm -hmm. But if Shalon's spren... Pattern. So if Pattern is still Nazian, can Pattern choose to reveal itself to Jasna? I think Jasna can see Pattern. I got the impression that she could. Right. So is Pattern choosing to see it, or is Jasna just, like, rock and able to see Right, exactly. My question. Yeah, I think it really does depend on the person. So many other interactions we're calling into question now. Mm. But it'd be interesting to see the interaction going forward. Yes. Dalinar identifies the shard plate that the female knight is wearing as being very similar to Adeline. It looks like Adeline inherited shard plate that goes all the way back to a female shard bearer. That's pretty cool. Mm. I mean, that also says a lot about the shard plate itself. The age of the plate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it also implies that the shard plate molds to the body of its owner. Yes. It's pretty cool. It is. That's that's some very nice um, plate to have, if it can just adapt to whomever puts it on. Mm -hmm. They're looking for a spren that doesn't act like it should. And what happens is that Dalinar sees eyes, or a face, sorry. He sees a face in the water with red eyes. Mm -hmm. And this is what they're looking for. <laughs> Not ominous. Mm. What comes up is the ground. Like, I can't really describe it in any other way except that the ground emerges. Right. And this form appears and then a fight begins. Yeah, so the shard bearer is fine. It has absolutely no problem with this and will start attacking it. Okay, so the spren that they were hunting, that's not acting like itself, is able to animate the stone. Yes. Into an enormous figure. What they call a thunderclast. Mm. And they all get hammers out to obviously hammer the stone, I assume? I'm assuming so. 
because you want to break the stone. Mm, to shatter it? Yeah. It's better than a spear, I'd say, in a fight. And then we get a conversation here while the fight is happening. Mm-hmm. With the Almighty. Yes. So the Knights Radiance were created to watch and were a solution to offset the destruction of the desolations. Mm-hmm. Such interesting wording. It's not to prevent the desolation. It's just to offset the destruction. Mm. Seems to imply that the desolation has a certain either amount of time or amount of destruction it can do before it subsides. Yes. And then you have 10 orders to help men fight, then rebuild. Yes. And the crux of this entire plan is make the other guy mad and make him realize he could lose and have him appoint a champion and let it all come down to a duel. Mm. <laughs> this is the way you're going to defeat this person who we've never really heard of before. Good luck. <laughs> so Re found the Knights Radiant to help offset the devastation of the desolations. And in order to, I guess, shorten the desolation champion duel. Yes. Well, create a fortress to weather the storm. Mm -hmm. Get your champion. Duel. Win. Success. Right. Like, let's break down the plan. There's no... <laughs> there's no intricacy. <laughs> <laughs> Simplest plans, right? Hardest to execute. <laughs> yes, good luck. The Almighty was surprised that about the orders. Mm. Because the Spren were actually created them. He did not instruct the heralds or teach the heralds to do this. It was the Spren looking to imitate who made it possible. Expand on that. Yeah, it helps explain, like, with the Spren going, they suffered a great betrayal. Because if it was the Spren who made the knights radiant, then whatever betrayal happened would have hit them very hard because it was them who made them what they were. Ten orders of knights founded with the purpose, right? Mm -hmm. I guess I'm just trying to wrap my mind around it because between that statement and the statement of surprised when these orders arrived, I didn't teach my heralds this. It was the Spren wishing to imitate what I had given men who made it possible. I'm just trying to see where the connect is there. The way I read it was the Spren looking to imitate the Almighty creating the heralds, created the Knights Radiant, the Ten Orders. I took it to mean the other way. Knights Radiants were created with to circumvent all this. Mm -hmm. And those, the Ten Knights Radiants then went on to found the Orders of the Knight. Okay. So what did the Spren do? I think the Spren joined the Ten Orders that were available and then created that partnership. And like you said, when the betrayal happened... Well, we know that the Sprends appear to have a lot more personal connection to the Knights Radiant than previously. So I want to know what the... When the original order was created, what they could do. Mm. Because now we know that the Spren wanted to imitate, so they must have added to the Knights' abilities. Yes. I think we can agree that Sildil definitely adds to Kaladin's abilities. Well, also, what is Sil's abilities mm. as well? 
Yeah. This implies that they have their own set of abilities that we haven't seen thus far. Mm. Or if we have, then we don't know about it. Yeah. I think Kaladin hasn't really commented on what Sil does mid-battle, except for zipping around the place. And it seems that he has the ability to use Stormlight Mm -hmm. independent of Sil. Mm -hmm. As well as that, we haven't really seen Kaladin's full potential. Something to look out for. I did want to reference the fact that Dalinar does make reference to the fact that Kaladin and Adeline are not quite friendly. friendly. (laughs) (laughs) He missed the bit where they argued on the battlefield, but for some reason he trusts Kaladin. Right. So Adeline's just going to have to get over himself. Or Adeline. Yeah. Kaladin's not feeling great about allowing glyphs to appear on Dalinar's wall right in front of him as he sleeps. He's probably beating himself up a little bit about that. Yeah, and he basically did what was previously done. So basically followed mm-hmm. protocols that were already in place. And yes, kind of hard for him to have changed precedence. Yeah, like why would he change the precedence there? They had no reason to believe that everyone needed a guard at every door instead of to the entrance to all of the doors. <laughs> Hard to say, right? Mm. If it's if it's worked this far, why change it? Exactly. Yeah, it's a tough place to be, Kaladin. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how creative he now gets with the security going forward. Mm-hmm. We shall see. That's all I got for this chapter. You good? Yes, that's all I have. We'll be tackling the next chapter with our boys.